0: Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Eva Miller. As a domestic violence survivor turned life and wellness coach, I'm here to help you fully know your value, reclaim your power, and boldly create the life you love instead of living from someone else's script. So if you're feeling stuck and looking for help, or you just want to be reminded that it's okay to be your unique self in a conforming world, you're in the right place. Don't water down your wild. Step out of the race you never wanted to be in and forge your own path. Let's go. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 58. Everything starts with you. I'm your host, Eva Miller, and Big Sexy's back here with me. Hey, Big Sexy.
1: Well, hey, hey to you. I'm glad to be back. Um, You know, it's always a a toss up. I don't know if I'm going to be invited back or not because, you know.
0: You're so silly. You're very silly. Of course you're going to be invited back. Our conversations are so fun. They I are have, fun. It's Because we have, between the two of us, complete brain, mm. I think. And I say that because a few years ago we were in a small group and they were starting a brand new study. And I had not been filled in ahead of time on what the study was. And eventually I found out that it was called, I heard this. No, I said this, you heard that. Mm-hmm. And it's about the way we communicate. <laughs> yeah. And uh, all I knew was that I was filling out is the first session and I was filling out the little survey thing where you answer all these questions about yourself. And then after you answer all the questions, it tells you where which column to put your answer in. But the columns, they didn't have names. They were given colors, red, yellow, blue and green. And I was mm, there's like 40 questions, I think. And I was most of the way through moving my answers onto the answer sheet. And I kind of stopped for a second and looked at the whole sheet and realized that the bulk of my answers were in red and yellow columns. And a few, like a handful, were in the blue. And like, I don't know, three or four at the most (laughs) were in the green. And we were in this, our friend's kitchen and living room area. And I was sitting at the bar on one end, and Moose was sitting at the opposite end. And there was a person or two in between us. And everybody's busy working, taking their surveys. And I leaned back and I was like, hey, big sexy. I don't know what these colors mean, but I know that yours is green. (laughs) And he leaned back in the chair to see around the person. And he goes, you don't know me. You can't judge me. Who do you think you are? And I was like, "Hmm, been married for 30 something years. I do know you. and I'm not judging you. I'm just saying I'm red and yellow and you're green. He was like, you don't know that. And I was like, I do because I have almost no green, which means you are green. And you're not going to have much red. And sure enough, I think out of the 40 questions, mine were divided like something like this. This is not going to probably won't even add up to 40 or if it does it will go over, but it was something like, I don't know, 15 red, 13 yellow, I don't know, seven, six blue and like three or four green. Yeah. And (laughs) when we were done doing our little surveys and filling them out, we all went around the room and we were sharing what our results were Mm -hmm. and you had like. How 20, many green? 26, I think. <laughs> and
1: maybe 12 blues
0: like, and
1: two or three. Like three red. Yeah, three red <laughs> and maybe maybe three or four yellow, something like that. It was
0: The yellow is hilarious. the um, sanguine, and you had a lot of mm-hmm. those, you yeah. are silly. But anyway, so that's why I have you on the show. <laughs> because I know that I have one part and you have another, and together we're going to put them together and make one big, super smart brain. And-
2: yeah. Take you, over the world.
0: You complete me. Yeah, exactly. That's why you keep getting <laughs> back on the show. So oh, okay. Plus, I feel like our conversations are richer. Do you agree? If you're listening and you agree, you let me know. Yeah. I wish I had like a thumbs up button you could hit to yeah. You know, have an instant reaction or whatever. But I don't have that technology yet. Okay. So <laughs> today we are talking about worthiness. In the last episode, we talked about reasons why your New Year's resolutions aren't working, and I said in that one that there were a few possible reasons. One being that you don't know your why. Mm -hmm. Another reason and the bulk of that episode was the whole point of it was maybe it's the timing of when you're trying to start something new and tackle something. But I also mentioned in there that one reason was that maybe you don't have the right habits in place to help you be successful. And so we're picking up at that thread uh, today and we're going to go with that because I want to put a little spotlight on that a little bit. Everything starts with you the way you live your life whether you're initiating or the way you are reacting and responding to things that have come at you everything starts with you but since everything starts with you my question is what kind of habits or policies or beliefs do you need to have in place to be successful what do you need to believe in order for that that home plate that step 1 that base that foundation to be strong and successful. And if the belief needs to be that you're valuable and you don't believe that, then how do you change those beliefs? So, worthiness.
1: Yeah, worthiness. What do you think? <laughs> um that's more so lately, but a few years ago it kind of started creeping up into my head about, you know, worthiness and being worthy and do we feel worthy and stuff like that and we've been so indoctrinated in all areas of our life that we're not worthy. Yeah. You know, if you grew up in the church, for example, you always hear, "We're not worthy, we're not worthy, we're not worthy, and that never set right with me because mm-hmm. if we weren't worthy, then why sacrifice? Did yeah. we deserve it? No, were we worthy? yeah, yeah so uh,
0: yeah i I came to that same conclusion that that's kind of aI get what they mean mm-hmm. in church when they say that kind of stuff, and I understand why mm-hmm. but at the same time, The only thing that I have to compare God's love for us to anything Mm -hmm. is my love for my children. Yeah. And there are times I have done things for my kids, good things. Mm -hmm. I have blessed them and they didn't deserve it. Right. In fact, if you've got teenagers or you've had teenagers, you probably understand exactly what I'm talking about because they will do or say things. And you will think, you know what, I could just throat punch you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and if you never had a teenager who made you feel that way, you should write a book and tell the rest of us how we can do that and, and be like you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, um, but there were things that I did for my kids. I know they didn't deserve it per se, but were they not worth doing something for? Right. Absolutely, they right. are. And so that kind of, that kind of is how I looked at it, I guess. Yeah. And you know we were listening to that talk by Jamie Kern Lima the other yes. day, and she's got a book coming out. I think it's next week or something in a couple yeah. weeks, very soon, called Worthy. Actually, and she talked a little bit about the book, and it stirred up some st- stuff in us with our conversation right. about how we are programmed not mm-hmm. not just in the church, outside the church as well, yeah. but especially yeah. in the church, uh, Christian church anyway, and American Christian church specifically, is very much about we're not worthy. We don't deserve. Mm-hmm. And they lump it all together. And I think it, when they lump it together, it kind of makes it hard for us to remember that it's okay to peel back the layers. Yeah. And separate some of those things. Because in the light of that, American Christianity, do we deserve it? No. But we must have been worth it or God wouldn't have sent his only son to make the sacrifice for us. Right, right. But outside of that, there are people outside the church who don't think that they're worthy either. Right. Right. Yeah, so it's
1: it's not necessarily a religious thing, right. but it's real yeah. prevalent in that society. But you're right, outside of, you know, the church or any organized religion or anything like that, people still have very low value in themselves because they're being taught that through actions, words, whatever, you just walk away feeling like, I don't have any value. I'm not worthy of this person's affection. I'm not worthy of my parents' affection. I'm not worthy of time with the teacher or anything like that because
0: I'm not smart enough I'm not you know whatever yeah so if if the belief needs to be that you're valuable and you don't believe it how do you trust those beliefs that's what i asked a minute ago mm-hmm. and i think it starts with the fact that we have to learn to trust ourselves because yeah. that's at the root i think is that we don't trust ourselves mm-hmm. and we've been taught not to trust ourselves because everybody's always telling us what we should do and then if we follow their advice, and it was right, then we think, oh, yeah, I would have been wrong. And if we don't follow their, or if we follow their advice, and it is wrong, then we sometimes will go, I should have listened to myself. Right. But, But then the next time, we have that doubt. And so often, if we do trust ourselves, and we mess up, and it was a mistake, we are so hard on ourselves for not getting it right. One of the things I said in the last episode was that we seem to think that we're supposed to be, if it's not perfect, it's failure. Mm -hmm. And I still don't know why we do that, but we do. So if you have confidence in someone else, you believe them. So then self-confidence is believing in yourself. And when you want to create a new belief system or a new habit or anything, you've got to be believable to yourself. Mm -hmm. And so, because your body knows, your body instinctively understands congruence. You can't say one thing that you believe this and then be something different. Mm -hmm. And one example is when people say stuff like, I don't, I don't trust rich people. They're all fake. They're all out to get your money. They're all, you know, shifty. But then when you say, oh, I want to make a lot of money. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Well, you have this deeply held belief that rich people are bad. So, you are not going to get rich if you believe rich people are bad. Right. Because that's incongruent. That's mm-hmm. not in alignment. So, you know, let's talk for a minute. What does it look like to not believe in yourself? I think we all know this answer, but it looks like in in the bigger picture, like at the root, I guess, so not the bigger picture, the small, the really finite picture mm-hmm. here, is that it's about you tell yourself you're going to do something and then you don't. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the end of December, you've said things like, I'm going to exercise every day i'm going to do this i'm going to do that i'm going to lose weight i'm going to uh, blah 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 i'm not going to yell at my kids anymore and then a month later you have yelled at your kids and you have not gone to the gym and you have not eaten well mm-hmm. and so then it stacks up because um, your brain's just a computer so it stacks up this evidence of like see add this to the list of all the other times that you have this is the fourth year in a row you said you were going to exercise and you haven't gone to the gym yet mm-hmm. that kind of thing but there are different ways that we. um can change some of those beliefs. And I, you talk about this a lot with me. Affirmations yeah, is one of them. Well, we
1: brought it up last episode
0: too. Yes. And you said in that that society and media make fun of the affirmation movement, mm-hmm. but they do play a part. And the thing is, this is where we have to pause for a minute and address the brain. Everything you think, everything you believe, every experience you've had, everything you know, Everything you've witnessed does not mean that the way it's been is the way it's always going to be. Right. Your brain flashes that neon sign, but the real truth is like written in the fine print at at the bottom of the page in the contract,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, and it's super little. you got to like pull out a magnifying glass. But the truth is it starts with you and you can change anything. Right. Which is huge. It's just, you know, a couple of little sentences long. Right. But it's the most powerful piece of the contract. Now, because the other stuff, you can't do this right, you're that you're bad at this, you're bad at that, you fail at this, you don't have any follow through. All those negative things we tell ourselves, those are written in very large print.
1: Yeah, it's all programmed.
0: In bold. Yeah. And it's underlined. And some words are probably in italics, just for emphasis. But that still doesn't mean it always has to be that way. Mm-hmm. And yes. The brain spits out, you said it, it's, you've said it to me recently, yeah. it spits out what it's been programmed right to do. And what
1: we don't realize is, yes, it's, it's been programmed, but all those all program is, is lines of code. You can edit the lines of code. Yes. You yeah. can change what that programming is.
0: You sound like an IT guy talking like Ooh, that. maybe I am. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you're right. You control the update and you don't have to. What was the other thing you said to me recently was, you don't have to accept the update from only one source. Right. Find a new one.
1: Right. Yeah. If if what you've been getting is negative, find a different source for your update.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because maybe the programmer for that particular piece of code is jaded. Maybe they don't like their own life. So misery loves company. So they're going to continue to put stuff out there that keeps people in the same place that they are. Find a different source. Find somebody that's not negative negative. Yeah. and elevate yourself.
0: Yeah. Not long ago, I was listening to John Maxwell and he had done a training and one of the things that he said in it was that your ability to develop yourself is essential because you can't grow anything in life if you don't start with you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, th- I think it came from his book, The Law of the Lid, because he talks about how your business won't get any bigger than you are because mm-hmm. you can't give what you don't have. And, you know, one of the things that he said was when you grow yourself, you expand all of your potential. And I'm just here to tell you, it is not selfish to make you first investment that you make it's just a fact that when you get better your people get better because people do what people see Mm -hmm. i mean that's just it growth is not automatic you don't stumble into success i said that last week you know nobody gets to the top and when interviewed how'd you get here oh i have no idea like they work at it and when you start with you has that ripple effect Mm -hmm. we've talked about this before and he went on and he said something like we have um Uphill hopes, but downhill habits.
2: Mm.
0: And that's really true. So I think, you know, understanding your value, acknowledging, really learning to accept value, worthiness, Mm -hmm. that all has to start from creating a new environment. Right. And the growth environment is when you're outside of your comfort zone. Because everything worthwhile goes uphill, right? And everything you need and don't have is because it's outside of your comfort zone because if it was in your comfort zone you'd already have it right,
2: right right yeah
0: and so and you know i think as you develop better stronger beliefs in yourself in the beginning i think when you start looking and taking an evaluation or an assessment of where you are and where you want to be the first inclination is to look at that and go oh my god how long is this going to take
2: mm-hmm.
0: but over time when you stop looking at it like that and you focus on your habits and the things that you have in place and keep your eye focused on the goal, where you're going, your destination. At some point, it stops being about how long is this going to take? And it starts being about how far can I go? Like, what's after that? Yeah. How much more? Like raising the lid, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think that's good because, you, you know, you mentioned raising the lid. You don't raise the lid. You can only go as far as the lid is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what's the solution? I think there are a few things we can do. Um, one of them we've alluded to a little bit is affirmations.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But before that, I think it starts with learning how to manage our urges. Mm-hmm. And by urges, I'm talking about the programming, the that first thing that you say to yourself When you've not done something the way you wanted to, Mm -hmm. that, that urge, I guess, to be like, see, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. See, this is why you don't do X, Y, Z. See, this is just add this to the list of the stuff you haven't finished or followed through because Mm -hmm. you never finish or follow through or whatever, all those kinds of things. And I, I, I feel like this, I need to make the distinction that learning to manage that is not the same as sticking your head in the sand and denying it. Mm-hmm. You're not denying something that may be true. You are redirecting your attention. Mm-hmm. And that is much more powerful because it may be true that you've never followed up or finished anything you've started, but you are redirecting your attention and that takes time. Right. You can't I mean if we could just change who we are by saying, I'm just going to stop stop being a quitter. I'm going to start doing finishing everything I said. We would all already be where we wanted to be. It's about mastery, the process, right? right? It's a slower thing. So I think we need to learn to allow some of the ways that we have been to be there and we can acknowledge them without reacting to them. Yes, I didn't finish this. Mm -hmm. And yes, I have not finished things before, but I am learning self management. Mm -hmm. I am learning this. And the better we get at managing our urges, the more our life is going to look like the life we want to create.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's basically adult management of a childish brain. Yeah. You and I were talking the other day about the two brains in your head. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that, (laughs) that toddler brain Mm -hmm. in that, that part of your brain that is like, it's reactive. It's just very, very pleasure driven. um, And it doesn't want to put forth a lot of energy and exert effort, but then you have the prefrontal cortex, which is your adult brain. And it's, Proactive and rational and reasonable, and it's focused on long term, and so there has to be some of that has to be engaged for you to manage your urges. And I think another way that we can change those beliefs is to make some decisions ahead of time, mm-hmm. and that might look like uh, who you hang out with, right? What you listen to, mm-hmm. what you watch when you're scrolling. Maybe don't scroll as much, or maybe only find certain accounts that are uplifting or whatever that are positive that make you feel better and um making some decisions ahead of time I think can help you curb some stuff for later does that make sense
1: yeah it makes sense
0: and um you know sometimes we tend to buffer we say oh I'm going to work out every day and then we realize oh it's time for me to work out but we don't want to do that right then Mm -hmm. and so we buffer by getting up and like I don't know texting your mom or your friend or scrolling TikTok or Mm -hmm. starting a load of laundry or something like that. And so um, I think if we make decisions ahead of time, I think that allows us to ride the benefit that comes with our higher part of our brain. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes it's too difficult to make decisions in the moment if we haven't learned first how to manage the emotions and the urges. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I think planning helps us develop trust and confidence in ourselves because it's not about, did I fail? Did I meet this plan every single time? It's about overall, Mm -hmm. are you getting better at this? Are you improving? And then I think the other thing that we can do is to, when we are going through things, we need to process our emotions and tell ourselves the truth because when you see the truth of yourself, like objectively you can get to the authentic heart of things. And I think you can change your relationship with yourself and make it more honest and more true because you can learn. I really believe this. You can learn to fully love yourself while also accepting that you're not perfect. Yeah. So with some thoughts to that, tell me, Moose, how have, when we met, you've said several times Mm -hmm. on here and to me, you didn't have a lot of self-worth. You didn't have a lot of self-confidence. You definitely didn't have belief in yourself your abilities your potential yada Mm -hmm. yada what are some things you have done to help you manage that to increase that to improve that yeah um you want to think about for a minute i'll share mine or do you want to go first no i've
1: i've I've got some stuff written down I'm, i'm good to go uh the affirmations thing you know like i said last week society and tv and shows have all made fun of it to where you know If you've ever watched Saturday Night Live, like I said last week, you know, the the whole affirmation thing that they did on there. You're a good person. You matter. So I find myself when I'm giving my self-affirmation talks in my head, I'm using that same cadence. And it feels dumb and stupid and silly. And it's like, why am I doing that? Because this is not right. But the more you do it, the more you practice it, the more it starts to sink in and that cadence changes and it gets more bold and more. With more conviction and more energy and power behind it. Where it's like, no, you are a good person. You do matter. You have value. You're incredible. So the cadence changes. Mm-hmm. And it helps you start believe it, believing in it and then believing in you. And then I've been working with a coach on clarity and transformation. You know, getting my thoughts in alignment with who I want to be, who I am, things like that. Um, journaling, writing down your thoughts writing down your goals, stuff like that. And when I'm really struggling with that self-doubt and self-loathing is release meditation. When those thoughts come in, you just stop what you're doing, close your eyes, kick back and just say, release, 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 and then sit quiet. And then when a thought comes back in your head, release, release, release. You're releasing that hold it has Mm -hmm. on you so that you can be a stronger person.
0: Yeah, I'm very pleasantly surprised slash impressed that you like the release meditation. I like it too, and um, I do it regularly, but I had one day in particular where it was, you know, those days, everything is overwhelming, everything, you're not touching anything and it's turning to gold, you're touching stuff and it's turning to crap, and I was so frustrated. A lot of things were going wrong, I had some relationship things that were going in a direction. I'm like, is something going on here? Like I could feel something, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And, um, something had happened and I got my feelings hurt, but I don't think it was intentional. And I was struggling through that. And I finally just went outside and I, I sat outside on the back porch with the dog. And I swear, I think I was out there 45 minutes. And I did exactly that. I, I didn't intend to spend that much time. I just sat down. and was like, Oh, I just need to do a release meditation. And I just closed my eyes and was like, I said release a few times, and then I was like, I'm going to release all this bad energy. Mm -hmm. Release, release. I'm going to release my frustration over this. And I said release a few times. I'm going to release my impatience over this thing not happening and being finished and people not moving and getting the answers that I want very quickly. And even though it had not been quickly, I've been waiting a long time. And I released my frustration with this person. I released my confusion i released the feeling of being stressed and annoyed and impatient and angry and bitter Mm -hmm. and jealous and all these other things and like over time it wasn't quick (laughs) yeah and um i truly like each i sat there real quietly in between some of them and i let things come up and i waited and i just listened and when something popped up and i find myself going on the inside i just was like Okay, we're releasing this (laughs) and we're going to move through. And so, okay, I'm going to drop my, I'm going to release my quote unquote right to be angry. Mm -hmm. uh, My right to be annoyed, all these things. And it was really a powerful day for me because I felt so much lighter emotionally. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, anytime one of those things that I released that day has kind of popped back up to sort of like whack-a-mole, you know, Mm -hmm. I have immediately said to myself I released that and I'm not picking that back up release I let that go and I'm not picking that back up
1: I'm sitting over here smiling and thinking because as we're talking through this it's like you know some people may not be able to visualize what we're talking about but if you go into season three of Bluey to the release episode oh yeah there's a
0: good visual of how to release
1: the things that are negative in your brain
0: so when they're at the beach yes yes it's so funny i actually wrote a friend because i know she watches bluey too and um i said because this episode i watched it after i had done this big long release meditation Mm -hmm. that day but i texted my friend and i said the next time i get mad about something i am gonna do this thing that she (laughs) did at the beach (laughs) i love bluey do you watch bluey i don't know you should let me know if you watch bluey i love it anyway yeah I love the things that you said. I think for me, it started like I talked about earlier thinking objectively about myself the way I do my kids. And I also have learned, and this has been a really big deal for me, I can accept that I am impatient and overreactive sometimes, mm-hmm. while also accepting I am a person who gets things done, which is sometimes why I become impatient. Mm-hmm. I can also accept that part of my edge that makes me one of my, I guess, superpowers is that I know how to act on something very quickly. And most of the time, that's something important Mm -hmm. and it's a good thing. But occasionally, the overreaction is a negative thing. And that's part of that. And it's, I have learned to, I am learning, I'm still mastering it. I don't fully love myself, but I am learning to master fully loving myself and accepting myself as I am. Not to say that I'll never improve, not to say I'm not working on impatience. Most of the time when I journal, it is the morning mindset. And one of the questions, one of the prompts in that morning mindset in growth day is, um, what is something that might trip me up today Mm -hmm. or something? I don't have the wording right, but it's something like what could What could trip me up today and how will my best self handle it? And sometimes my answer in that is I've got places to go today and traffic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Other drivers might be the thing that trips me up. So I'm going to handle that by remembering XYZ, being patient, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that has helped a whole lot. And another thing that's really helped me, particularly over this past year, is that I have made a very conscious choice to avoid people who put themselves down or who make me feel a certain kind of way. When I leave spending time with them, if I feel any sort of, I don't know how else to describe it, a weird thing in my stomach is the only way I know how to describe it. If I leave a person feeling anything like that, I'm not spending time with that person. And someone who puts themselves down, if they'll put themselves down, they'll put me down. Yeah. And and even if they don't, I don't want to be around that negative kind of energy mm-hmm. because there's a different motive when somebody is complaining just to complain versus when they are complaining for the hope and purpose of trying to find an answer. So and journaling and reading a lot more personal growth and mm-hmm. development books and um, positivity in general and being very selective about who gets my time because you know what energy is expensive and we're not giving that away for free this year.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No more. Not 2024. Hey, if uh, you've got some ways that you have grown and learned to accept your value and you're listening to this and you'd like to share, I would love to hear from you. There's a way to get in touch with me in the show notes. I would really like to hear from you. Recently, somebody asked me who my coaching was for. So I thought I'd let you know. If you're a person who gets things done and you have a lot of weight on your shoulders, but you feel like you lack some discipline or some self-control, maybe you need to learn how to manage yourself, uh, whether that's urge management, time management, feeling stuck, um, feeling anxious about life or relationship conflicts, if you find that you procrastinate or you just feel stagnant or you've got unanswered desire for growth, if you're trying to create a life that's different than what you were taught to expect or have, then my coaching program might be right for you. And there's a link in the show notes to that where you can schedule a free strategy call we can see what you've got some gaps and figure out if I'm the right person to help you fill those in. So that's all I've got for you today. We'll be back next week with more. Yeah, looking forward to it. Talk to you guys then. Peace out.